0: the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. So good to see everybody as you come in. Uh, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, also want to remind everybody, don't forget that we are also on Spotify and Apple. So if you have Spotify or Apple on your phone, just look up Boyce Watkins. You can find the podcast there. And also, before we begin, uh, give me a yes. Give me a quick yes in the chat that, that you can hear us or uh, type a one or B one. Uh, shout out your city. Uh, what's going on, Vic and Tara and T Branch and everybody else. And uh, today we have a really good topic, a really interesting topic. I, I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So this Cat Williams interview, uh, basically, Dave Chappelle is a guy who has some issues with the Cat Williams interview. Dave Chappelle was very vocal in his commentary or his criticism of Cat uh, after this interview he did with, with Shannon Sharpen to discuss this issue. I brought in uh, Tierra K.J. Williams, a.k.a. Miss Black Hollywood. How you doing today, T? I'm good. Hey, everybody. How you
1: doing, boys?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Good to see you too. And, uh, I see, uh, T is from Detroit. I know T Tresvan. I know you happy because you know, you know, the Detroit Lions, they, they go into the, uh, the conference championship.
1: Yeah. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal for Detroit because they 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 worse than my damn Cowboys. Man, um, they
1: they yeah, yeah. They
0: just they just suck most of the time. So, but most this year, the, this year's not a game. The Cowboys, yeah. you know, the uh, and the Cowboys. Uh, but the Lions are still alive, and also saw the Chiefs just won. You know, the Taylor Swift been going to all the Chiefs games, and yeah. so so a lot of the conspiracy theory is that the NFL is rigging the games to make sure the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl because they want that Taylor Swift money. But what do you think?
1: You know, I don't even, I I, I have not watched, I, I, I'm i still, uh after the Kaepernick thing, I just stopped watching NFL, NFL like I never went back. Never, really? Yeah, no, I haven't watched wow. the game since like Kaepernick took a knee. I was like, we boycotting. Obviously, everybody went back with me.
0: That's what's up. I mean, that's good though that <laughs> you're. Yeah. That, that's amazing that you're like that one black person who's still boycotting 10 years later. That's good. That's good. Because, you know, they say we don't stick to nothing. We don't They say we don't. We just kind of like we'll get mad for about a week. And then be like, OK, all right, I'm, I'm going to buy some more on Tuesday. You know, whatever. Like, we'll boycott you for like 48 hours. That's and it. then the Internet will get our attention. We'll be talking about something else. I think that's give it a shout. Give this lady a shout out for for being the one black person. I think you stuck to it longer than Kaepernick did.
1: <laughs> I was just like, I never had a desire to go back after that. It was like, okay, yeah, this, yeah, like, F them, and then I ne- I just never went back. So when I hear people talking about like NFL, even NBA, I think NBA players are kind of lazy. So I only really like college ball. And then, um, you know, when they're talking about the NFL, I'm like, oh, okay. I
0: have no idea. Okay, okay, all right, anyway. let well, That's what's up. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, so, so let let's um, you know, you are. Let me just tell you all this. Y'all don't know this, and Tiara won't admit it, but she is an extraordinarily good comedic actress. Uh, Tiara is so funny and uh, has a. She used to do that show, Your Real World, which uh, which way back in the day, but I loved it. It was hilarious, and uh, and you were a person I thought to talk to when I saw that Dave Chappelle was one of the first prominent comics give me a yes in the chat if you heard if y'all heard any, any of this if y'all heard about and jimmy tibbs is here by the way uh J- jimmy's asked me to do my cat williams impression
1: yes you gotta do it
0: tonight i you know i can't i gotta channel my inner cat i don't know i can't i gotta remember you. it'll
1: come to you That's you how know he has are. you know what he
0: is? it's like a black johnny depp in pirates of the caribbean kind of thing where it's like he's almost gay but not really gay. like just real like like, like you know, like what well, well, I just told you what no, you don't know what these numbers is. You know what I mean? Like that, like it's like feminine, but still, but not really. Like, you're not gonna anyway. I can't I can't do it's it. It's right in the gotta, it's
1: flirting the line.
0: Yeah, it's it's right, it's on the line. Yeah. But but cat only cat knows how to be cat. But yeah. still, though, so Dave Chappelle uh basically was the only prominent comedian I saw, or better yet, the most prominent comedian. How about that? Not the only one who really took issue with what Kat said. And I listened to Dave because I respect him. I think he's a smart man. And uh, and I I, I remember, and, I, and the point that Dave was kind of making is, he said, you didn't say none of that stuff about any of the white boys. The white boys get all the big opportunities. The white boys block us out of a lot of stuff. And you ain't say nothing about them, but you got a whole lot to say about a whole lot of other black people. And mm-hmm. he said the N-word, but I'm, we're not going to do that here. No. But, but, but you know, so Dave, Dave pretty much said that Kat seemed to really be targeting other Black people and not really taking accountability. Uh, what do you think about that?
1: First of all, Dave Chappelle said from the beginning, literally, that he was targeting people that had targeted him, that didn't treat him fairly. So to me, it was like Cat Williams was like the kid that was bullied in high school and then came back with a gun and went and like sprayed mm. everybody up. Like it wasn't, it's like, yeah, that's the energy. But Kevin Hart also said that he was a crackhead on the on the breakfast club. Like, you can't, you can't. Like, and he he specifically said like, Steve Harvey did this to me. They did that to me. They made this for me. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a racial conversation to me. It wasn't even about any, it didn't have anything to do with that in my mm.
0: Okay. Well, well, you know, I'm trying to understand, and I, and I get it, uh, you know, but I, I, I'm, I'm one of those person that believes that whenever you see black people fighting, there's a white person or there's some white system pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. You know, like when dogs are fighting in a dog fighting cage, the owners of the dogs are not in the cage, right? But the owners are controlling the cage. they're They're manipulating the conditions inside the cage right they say okay you know we need to make sure that there's not enough food so they'll fight over the food or we need to put the the, the big mean dog next to the other mean dog so we can let them fight like i feel like they've always done this because you, you go back in history they used to breed black people you know they used to breed the slaves and, and bring us together or tear us apart with whichever one suited their purpose so so I, I i really see dave's point in the sense that if you're talking about what was going on here, what i really saw was crabs in a barrel that's what i saw I don't right. know about everybody else. Maybe everybody thinks that I am, uh, you know, being a hater on this, but I don't care. Um, call me hater of the year. Just go ahead and give me that award. Remember Dave Chappelle's award. Play hey, a hater hate, of the year. Hey, Buck nasty, your breath stinks, and your mama got 18 toes. <laughs> you know remember <laughs> that? Play yeah, a hater of the like, year. I, I'll accept my award. I, let me see. I think I got a – I don't got a trophy. Here we go. I got this. Um, I got this, uh, the uh, the the butter biscuit Coon award. Uh, Vicky Dilla gave me that that idea. So so I'm, I'm gonna give myself this trophy right now because I'm gonna sit here and I don't care. I'm gonna sit here and say that that I don't enjoy watching 50 something year old black men attacking each other as if there's not enough for everybody.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. And
0: what Dave said, he made a good point. He said Cat was attacking people who had attacked him. He Correct. gave him that point, but right. he also said. If I was to sit and tell every story about every time somebody did me wrong, I would make you cry. He said, I got stories, too. We all got stories. We all been burned. We all got screwed. You know, and and I felt that. I really felt that, T, because you know me. You've been my friend for over 12 years, and you've seen times where I got screwed right? With, with loan somebody money. I'm talking about people that people, if I said all their names, you know that people would know their names, right? People I loan money to that didn't pay me back. People yeah. that just made up a flat out lie, all that. Yeah. But I don't I do not do that. I focus on the purpose. I focus on the, we, we keep moving forward. We're not doing all that. So, yeah. so I don't understand um. Why there's anything wrong with what Dave said? I mean, maybe there's nothing wrong with what Cat said. Maybe Cat's telling his truth. But don't you think there's another truth in addition to Cat's truth that should also be heard? Or is Cat like Dave said? Cat says so. He says he literally says something like, "So this nigga is the arbiter of truth." Right. I I, I agree with that. I mean, what do you think?
1: First of all, I don't think everything that Cat said was the truth. Right. Let's just Ooh. let's just say that Cat is an amazing storyteller. Yes. And he understands uh, comedy and entertainment and how to make something interesting. And so he did all of that for us, right? It was like, I'm gonna give it like 60, 40 on truth. Um, but I guess I the Gemini in me allows me to see both sides of this very well. But I also, I'm looking at Dave Chappelle, like it's Dave Chappelle talking about like, I haven't hurt people, but you know, the LGBTQ people that he constantly is talking about and attacking in his videos, like he got a bone to pick with them. And it's clear every single time he does a special. I don't see mm. how that's so different from what Cat Williams did. I mean, I get the community is different and he really doesn't care, but how many times is he going to be like Juicy Smooye? Jesse probably doesn't even work anymore because Chappelle will not leave his name alone, right? <laughs> Let's just, I mean, you know, like if, if, if we're just being honest, like, Every time the people that Dave has a bone to pick with, I guess it doesn't matter because they're transgender or part of uh, the agenda, right? So we all look at it a certain way, but there's not, there, there's not much difference between what he does and what Kat did.
0: Okay, I, I can see that. I can see that. That that that's a good point that you make, and I'm, I'm definitely willing to hear that. And uh, Regina says that you're pretty, by the way. So, um, you know, uh, it, I guess I don't know if you date girls or not, but Regina, I'm, I'm playing Regina. I'm playing Regina. I'm just, she's just throwing out the compliments. Thank, well, Thank
1: you, sis. I appreciate the compliment. Well, well, you know what?
0: I Ain't nothing, no, ain't nothing wrong with black women uh, giving love to other black women. I think that that's what we need. And I also think brothers should support brothers. You know, I I, I, I know sometimes we fight, sometimes we go back and forth, but I but I prefer I, I feel better in situations where black men are uh, boosting each other up. But then again, though, uh, if you listen to Kat's narrative, it seems that he feels that people have been pulling him down that people have been harming him or, or, or telling lies. And I'm going to ask some hard questions about that though, because I really want to know, I really want to understand. I'd like to hear everybody's story. That's, that's my, that's where I stand. I'm not like everybody, I'm not going to hear one good story and then end it. Like there's no judge ever in a courtroom who said, let me just hear from the prosecution. Yeah. Right, and then I don't want to hear from the defense. No, no, no. You need to hear from everybody, and so you can really get to the truth. Uh, and I'm gonna ask those hard questions in a minute. But before I do that, could everybody please hit the thumbs up button really quick? Take one second. Please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. I'm talking to Tierra KJ Williams. We're talking about Cat Williams and uh, his criticism from Dave Chappelle. Now I'm gonna give you all Tierra's uh, website. Uh, it's realvirtual.net. And mm-hmm. she actually runs a great business where they actually help you with your business in terms of uh, giving you the support, the, the the man and woman power you need, uh, creative ideas, uh, helping you set up the structure. So if you're a business owner uh, and you go to realvirtual.net, she's actually going to take $100 off the price if you say that you're from this podcast. Is that correct?
1: Sarah? That's correct. That's correct.
0: Okay. Right. And for those who are listening on Spotify, it's spelled R-E-E-L, two E's, R-E-E-L virtual.net, real virtual.net. And uh, and then also if you guys want investing tips or stocks that I'm buying, just text the word stock to 87948. Text stock to eight seven nine four eight, and I'll send you some profit alerts this week. Uh, all right, so so let's let's so let's talk about cat in terms of like you know a, a fair way to kind of look at this.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm gonna say this. So Kat, remember when he was roasting that big lady in Atlanta, Wanda? Yeah. And she, I guess they had a back and forth and he just showed what he, what he really showed for sure that he's a superior comedian, right? He's just better at being funny and he he, he kind of won that battle. Right. But, but she mentioned, she made some little joke about prison and he said, he said, no, he said 19 convictions. No, he said 19 convictions, uh, all the charges, no arrests. So he said, no, he said 19 arrests, no convictions, <laughs> not get, yeah. prison is not the same as jail, knock it off. Yeah. Remember that he said, that right? Yeah. And, and I get that, right? We know, give me a yes. If you agree, prison is not the same as jail. We know this, mm-hmm. but let me ask y'all a question in the chat. Give me a yes or no in the chat. How many of you have been arrested 19 times? Everybody in the chat who's been arrested 19 times say yes. If you have not been arrested, if you have not been arrested 19 times, I want you to say no. Or and then tell me if you want to, you can tell me how many times you've been arrested. So everybody answer in the chat. How many times have you been arrested? Has anybody been arrested 19 times? All right. So so where I'm going with this question is I'm going to have to be the ass a little bit and ask this hard question.
1: Yeah.
0: How did you get arrested 19 times, brother? Ain't no black man I ever known been that unlucky to get arrested 19 times. I know we got police brutality. I know we got racial profiling. I know we live in America and there's racism. But I guarantee you that there won't be a single person in this chat and thousands of people are going to watch this video. Now, now so, so, uh, what's that? St. Saint, Saint Patty? he said yes. So that, so there's one, right? So that <laughs> one person we found who got arrested 19 times. Right. I want to know, uh, I'm, I'm, does anybody else think it's weird to, that a person would be arrested 19 times? Like, what was happening here? What was going on here? You know, so I, I, what do you think? I mean, what was the deal? Why so many arrests? Okay, yeah, the charges were dropped mm-hmm. um, or no prison time. I guess he went to jail, but not prison.
1: Right? Why
0: was he getting locked up so much? Has anybody ever asked that? It was It
1: was weed. It was weed that was not laced with any type of crack. Cause I I will never say that Cat Williams does hard drugs. Cause I, I believe what he says. Okay. You know, but I but I I do think it's it, I do think it's related to you know whatever his issues are. I mean, because mm. I think there's, some, there's something there. Like it's obvious that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, he's so brilliant. Maybe that some people are crazy who are brilliant, who
0: have mm. a IQ okay. of 997. What. What do you think his issue is? Like, I think I think that we can agree. I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say I believe he has an issue. Yeah. Um, because I remember the conversations like, okay, like I think Dave Chappelle made that joke at the at the award show or whatever they were at, where he said he he, he went up and he said, We're all sitting here thinking the same thing. Is Cat Williams gonna show up?
1: <laughs> and Cat was
0: in the audience, right? And again, he kind of laughed it off, but you know, but that was the issue, right? And uh, and in fact, I know a person who knows Cat very well. I talked to one of my friends who talked to Cat, and uh, and he said, he said honestly, I don't think I would spend money going to one of his shows because they'll fill up the whole damn arena, and he won't even show up. So if he's not showing up, what's happening? Is the, is it just simply a mental health issue? Is it just? bipolar disorder or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not diagnosing, but could, could right. that be it? That's some sort of mental health issue? What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's so funny because artists are, the thing about comedians is, you know, um, because people laugh at their pain, they are in a lot of pain. And, mm. and that's for most artists. Um, you know, I've sat in acting classes, I've sat in comedy classes, and literally, the, the teacher is saying, go to the deepest parts of you and think of when they molested you and when they did all these things, you're like oh <laughs> you know, yeah before you do a scene like that's a real thing, right So there's all of these things that you're pulling from that are so dark a lot of the time and so corrupt and you know and it, yeah, you're using a lot of dark things. so I I think all artists are kind of crazy and more crazy for wanting to be in an industry like this. But, um, but yeah, I think that there's some, 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 some issues for sure.
0: Okay. Okay. So some issues. And uh, I remember he said he was very specific to say, I've never used a hard drug in my life.
1: That's what he said.
0: And, uh, and I believe him. I believe him. And I have no reason not to believe him. I have no reason to accuse him. I, I, you know, but I, I, but, but he said he's, when you specifically say, Um, I've never used a hard drug in my life that, you know, you, you add that little adjective. And then that leads me to say, what, what's defined as a hard drug? You know, um, is that, is it, does that mean anything above like weed and coffee? Um, you know, because we, we know cannabis is, is readily accepted, right? But we also know cannabis comes with a lot of different strains now we know exactly. that they, the government's putting chemicals in the cannabis the government's doing a lot of shit to fuck up black men they don't know it they don't know it. they they get mad they're going to get mad if we say it but they're putting terrible things in this weed like like they they like I, you know i remember a dude talking to me about how he said oh yeah i got weed that makes me hyper I said weed's not supposed to make you hyper. What are you talking about? But yeah. he literally, you know, and, and then don't we ain't even talked about fentanyl, right? Yeah. And so um and, and I know several people whose sons uh and these are hard, you know, strong young black men who have all their whole future in front of them. They're addicts by the age of 18 and 19. I, I think this is a conspiracy. I think that this is something China wants to do to the United States. I think they're destabilizing the country in a lot of ways. And I think that, that fentanyl is one of them because you can't do that stuff in China. You do that in China, they'll lock you up, kill you, whatever. They they don't play that. But over yeah. in the U.S. Where, where we're nice and lenient, uh, yeah. they'll just let that stuff happen. If you go to major cities, San Francisco, some other places, you're seeing the devastation everywhere. People can't yeah. live in certain places anymore. So really... Um, I I again I would like to just know. You know, I think I think that what happens is that when when you are so quick to talk about everybody else being messed up except for you. Everybody's a demon except for you. Everybody's bad except for you. Everybody made a mistake except for you. Everybody's been nasty except for you. That makes me want to talk to you. That's
1: a red flag
0: for sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then I want mm-hmm. to talk to them. Like I, I don't believe you should ever believe anybody where they are the hero in every story that they tell.
1: Yeah.
0: Never believe a man or woman who is always the hero in every story they tell. You know, I I got into a um, it wasn't I wouldn't I got people got bad at me because I'm such a, such a jerk. On, on I I asked an honest question on Instagram, and and I had some people get mad at me. So there was this lady who um, did a post where she was talking about what she's overcome, and she starts talking about her ex husband. Now I'm very sensitive to domestic violence because, like for example, you have the situation with Robin uh, down in um down in uh, Houston. And yeah. she was killed by her husband. Like so, this I don't play with that. I don't believe a man should ever touch a woman on any circumstances. I have no little tolerance for that. However, I also am, am confronted with so many of these stories. out here, black men being falsely accused, and uh, and so anyway, what happened um, here was she does this post where she's it's, it's one of those like comeback stories. She has some music playing in the background, like gospel music, and and she's promoting her brand, and she says. You know, I escaped from my abusive husband uh, who did these terrible things to me when we were together and it involved some violence and him attacking her in certain ways and stuff like that. And and I just politely said, I said, you know, I love your platform. I love what you have to say. I love your, your content. I really, really do. And I really said that because I said um, I know they're going to get mad at me if I say this because everybody's like, oh, you're such a hero. This is so inspirational. But I said, where does the world benefit by? uh, you talking about private business between you and your spouse, you know, how does the, you know, again, I'm not saying that, that people don't have their story. I'm not saying that violence doesn't exist. I'm saying, where does the world benefit? You know, I said, if my wife shot at me, punch me, kick me, beat me, stab me, whatever, you'll never see an Instagram post where I'm going to come in and portray myself as a hero because I, I survived a wife who tried to kill me. I wouldn't do that. I I would either, I would divorce her. I would call the police. I would go to court and I would deal with that. But, uh, but I think that there's so much uh, stuff out here where people feel like I'm going to tell my story. And, yeah. but they're really, you know, some, some of these stories are just bullshit. You know, I'm not saying cat stories, but it's one, yeah. it's one sided. And I don't know why a lot of people are not able to understand that. Uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah. that's the first thing that everybody says in the comments, like, but nobody said he lied though. It's like, he said he read 3,000 books in one year Clearly he's <laughs> not telling the truth like
0: and I think he said he runs a 4.1 in the 40 yard dash. no <laughs> NFL no NFL player has ever done that in the history of the NFL by the way, but continue.
1: <laughs> he created uh he went to college at nine. It's like all of these things are I was just like, okay well I, like after he said that, it was like somewhere around I don't know 10 minutes I was like oh this is bullshit got it okay, we're just having fun like this is what this is. That's literally the way I thought about it. And obviously he started being mean and kind of saying mean-spirited things, talking about people can read. And I was like, okay. You know, because I obviously I've met a lot of these people. Um, I, they're not, none of them are my friend friends, but I I have met most of those comedians. Um, and I just didn't think that was nice. But, you know, I, I do, I, I thought he did lie. And I think it's so crazy that people are so easy to jump on bandwagons and be like, team cat. Like it's, it becomes like, this weird thing where people believe a hundred percent of what he said, even though it's obvious it's a lie. Like, I don't know. The internet is a weird place.
0: Mm. Well, uh, let's see here. Okay. So Bian- Bianco says I'm attempting, I'm attempting why this guy Boyce is attempting to discredit cat when he knows most of the things he spoke were trusts. where I think he means truths. Uh, what's he gaining views? Maybe Um, there's no discrediting here. Uh, I think the discrediting was mostly done by cat to be honest with you. I mean he kind of you know he did a very good job of dismantling you know a lot of people. and uh, what I really don't want to see is like this big back and forth uh, warfare where they just say, I'm you destroyed me, I'm gonna destroy you. Uh, yeah. you know you you told a secret about me. I'm gonna tell your secrets now. I don't feel like that's productive and I, and I think that what Dave is saying, and not everybody's going to get it. Every Some people just like the gossip. They like the petty. Yeah. They like the fighting. They love to see black people fight, you know, because yeah. it's interesting. It's very entertaining to watch us fight. The, the On the plantation, they <clears throat> they used to um, host slave fights and they love to watch black people just beat the shit out of each other. That was entertainment for them. And, uh, and so <clears throat> um, what what Dave said that really stuck with me, though, was he said, y'all, y'all rarely have that kind of smoke for white people. You know, but you got that smoke for your own. You have the, you 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 have you you'll you'll talk all day about another black person. But when the white man walks in the room, y'all get quiet. And he's the one that created this whole environment, because if everybody's doing good and everybody's winning, everybody's getting opportunities, then then nobody's really mad. You know, um. but what Cap was saying was, you know, that every script that so and so got, I had that same opportunity, but I wasn't willing to do X, Y, Z. Right, that's where, if y'all remember that part of the. I watched the whole damn thing, the whole, right. the whole forty seven hours of the interview. I, <laughs> right. I watched all of it. Right. Yeah, and 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 the thing was that it's um, it's one of those things where it's like, what if what if there was opportunities for everybody? Like, what if everybody could be winning? Everybody was doing good. See, cat cat seems upset because he feels something was taken from him. Right, and uh, and when you're thinking that way, that's that's more of a scarcity mindset, scarcity situation. Yeah. You know, because if, if I got plenty and you got plenty, then I don't care if you take some of mine because I, I got plenty. You got plenty. Right. But if I if, if, if there's only one apple and you eat the apple and I'm like, nigga, that's my apple. You know, then that's what that's what you get all this conflict.
1: But what if you're not equipped? Right. Because we're talking about people that are whole to be able to see everything that you just said and break it down and have spent years or spent years in therapy and and getting mental health and help. Right. But if you're already smoking weed, let's just say you're smoking weed 24 seven, at least like seven hours out of the day on top of other things. And you, you're you not equipped to really have the, the you know, you're not thinking I'm about to go in here. I'm not I'm about to go on Club Shay Shay and speak against my brother, even though he spoke against me. You're going to have some bitterness. You're going to have some pettiness and you're not going to cope with it. Right. You're not going to go to him and say, hey, man, you offended me. You gonna let it out the way you let it out. Right. Um, so I just think that Cat is not really equipped for um, for honorable talks and sit downs like this. That, that's just Ooh. not what it is. And he's on tour. Less, also, he's very smart, right? He's Mensa or whatever, right? All of those things. Um, so he's very smart. He was on tour. He's on tour. His tickets were selling at a low price, but he was still selling out. But now the tickets obviously have been like those. Those numbers have been raised, and he's still selling out. So mm. to me mm. I mean it's all all of it is working together. He wanted to come and okay. do better than all of the other guys that had yes. been on club Shay Shay before. I'm going to come and outdo all of them and he outdid all of them. Like yeah, I think he, all he of really that was, it was all of that. I think it was all of that, B
0: he he really did do better than all of them and uh, and by the way everybody uh hit the I, i'm not going to do better than any of them because i know that uh that i i make enemies every day cuz i'm i'm sorry i know y'all might some of y'all might get mad but i'm gonna always tell the truth that ain't never going to change so yeah. uh, if you can tolerate me and you enjoy being here uh please hit the thumbs up button thumbs up make sure you share make sure you subscribe and uh and even those who disagree i'm just playing even those who disagree you're welcome to stay uh, just don't be disrespectful because uh, being here is a privilege it's not a right i'm not begging you to be here uh, so if you get ridiculous then i'm going to have to go ahead and um and 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 put you out i i i block i delete trolls and i don't even announce it anymore i used to say something i used to say oh so so's got to go now I don't even do it i just quietly be sniping them you know cuz because i feel like in, in you know in a space when you're trying to carve out a space where people are actually encouraged to think yeah. i know how hard that can be I don't think that that happens enough in our community. I, I think that's actually discouraged. I think intellectualism is laughed at, right? It being thoughtful and thinking carefully about stuff. People make fun of that. And uh, and, I, and I agree. Some, I mean, we can all get down and dirty. We can get loose. We can, you know, act a fool every now and then. But you can't be the damn fool all the damn time. You know, you can't always be the comedian. You can't always be, uh, you know, the the the, the slow, ignorant person that just does whatever they want to do. Like you have to at some point have some discipline about you. Right. You have to at some point kind of want to elevate a little bit. Right. And I and I, I kind of want to elevate, you know, like and I think that when I see 50 something year old men fighting on the Internet, chatty patty back and forth. Yeah. I just say that's not who I want to be. That, those are not men that I, you know, I, I, I'm i not proud to be one of those men. I, I don't you know, again, don't get me wrong. We know white guys fight too. Uh, we yeah. see it all the time. I just saw um, uh, Grant Cardone. He got, he got to this fight with the, the CEO from T-Mobile and the CEO from T-Mobile like, you're a fraud and you're not really a billionaire and you're a blah, blah, blah. This is the former CEO. Of, he's a former CEO of T-Mobile and he's just going in on Grant Cardone. So Grant suing him, but see, here's the thing. Here's what I like about Grant's response though. Grant didn't Go, he didn't get ghetto with him. He didn't join the race to the bottom. He didn't try to out yell him. He tried to say, "Well, you know, you're saying that I'm this and I'm that. Have you ever done business with me? You're saying that I'm fraudulent. Where where's your evidence? Show me. Yeah. so many people I've defrauded, right? And, and then and then, he, and then he just quietly goes to court and sues him, right? Yeah. It's not like it doesn't have to be a ghetto fest It doesn't have to be yelling and screaming and and whatever. And I kind of feel like with Cat. Um, I want to see the rest. I want to I, I see the rest. of. I want to see how this ends, you know, because I think, I mean, remember that the guys he was going after are all very talented comedians. They all know how to roast each other. And uh, and maybe that might be kind of fun to watch, you know, but I think that with Kat, I, you can't convince me for one second that he didn't play some part in his, in the challenges he's had in his career. I just know too many people who told me that Kat was not showing up to shows and he's acting like, Oh, well I was an innocent victim. No, you ain't nobody, no damn innocent victim. Stop that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what he said. Right. So Kat really has issues with everybody. He has issues with the establishment, all the actors, you know, every that was obvious to me. in though in the interview. Right. He was saying that he was propositioned to do things he didn't want to. So he was against the white man. But then he was also against his brothers. You know, so it's
0: he he
1: just had a bone to pick. He was just really bitter. He just really had an
0: issue. Well, don't forget, Tierra. I turned down fifty billion million four times.
1: Four times. times. <laughs> <laughs> four times. I, I ain't gonna lie. I, thought that, I, I
0: got a kick out of that, though. What he said, because Diddy likes to party. <laughs> I,
1: you gotta tell him no. You gotta tell him no. You gotta tell him no. I can't do it. I gotta, I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it and then do it. You know you what? No.
0: I, I, I think he was... um. I, I now, now that part about you know like the 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 gayness of it all I, I i find that interesting that people are starting to talk about that more um i've always felt it was there i mean and you've been in la you kind of know what it is um i don't know what to think about it i just know i don't want any parts of it right and uh, you know but but and i think you know the the uh the guy that was a co-star on Sanford and Son that played Lamont Fred's son yeah he said he claimed that like all the biggest stars you know are are in in that He said, he he said, you name them. He said the biggest white stars, the biggest black stars. He said, all of them. Do you think that that was a stretch? That's kind of a heavy statement.
1: Right. Remember, we talked about this the last time and I was like, maybe. um, Yeah. yeah, Yes. Yes. And I think everybody has their here in Hollywood has their kinks. You know, like I've heard, you know, I've heard that people have gone to parties and partied with celebrities who have smoked meth. And like I'm talking about A-listers that are using meth and all of these things. It's like you can literally get anything from here. So you just have to be—you have to just know who you are. I think I talk about that all the time. You have to know who you mm-hmm. are because you are definitely going to be tempted. Somebody's going to ask you to do something that you don't want to do, and they're and they're going to party, fentanyl party, meth party, heroin party, and like it's
0: weed. And and, and it's crazy to me because like why like what what makes you what makes people feel safe and comfortable doing that crazy stuff it's it's really because of money right this is the you know they're if you're rich and famous or both you know then suddenly everybody feels like you're in this magical world where you're not gonna become a drug addict like everybody else you know if you're going to parties and smoking meth or 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 engaging you know or you can't catch hiv now because somehow your money has protected you from STDs, you know, but it's still, kind of, so it's kind of um, interesting, right? It makes me think about how the, 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 the bright lights and the money of Hollywood tempts a lot of our people and pulls us out of our spirit, pulls us out of who we are. Right. Yeah. And, and this is what I liked about cat interview is um, I liked the fact that he was addressing some of those compromises that we make as black people. You know, I've always stood on this whole thing about all these black men wearing dresses in L.A. I mean, and, and and every time I bring it up, people act like it's not a big deal. I think Marlon Wayans was defending it and saying yeah. that it's, it's brilliant comedy and this that, and the other. And I'm like, no, no, no. They really, really, really like to see big, strong black men in a dress. And I think they are just on some kinky shit. I think that's on some like like the same way a, a, a heterosexual man might want to see a woman in a bikini. I think that there are men who just say, I really like to see a big athletic black man in a dress, you know?
1: You know, we talked about this before boys. And I say that sometimes I feel like the conditioning has already been done. So by the time we get here, we're already writing those scripts. Like, you know, what'd be funny if you and me, if Sean and Marlon dressed as women, as white women, you know what I mean? Like it's already kind of there. Right. So they don't, there's not these, and I'm not saying like that, you know, um, I'm not saying that studios aren't recommending those things, but I'm saying at some point, like we're kind of conditioned to like kind of play ourselves like that self depredation mm-hmm. thing. Like, you know, I just think mm-hmm. we do it. We do it. And expect mm-hmm. and then they just like, OK, well, yeah, if that's what you want to do. Uh, we'll give you money to do it. That could be funny. That's great. You have an audience. Right. Mm-hmm. So people are going to come see you. So I think we we could make other content. But we don't. I think we could step out of our boxes, but we don't because we go where we think that, you know, what's already gotten um what's already gotten love or money or whatever, let's just keep doing more of that instead of trying to fight for this. You know, I, I see a lot of that.
0: Well, you know, and, and there's that word that we always break up on this channel, money. Like people yeah. people don't you know, I, I have to remind people like they wonder why I would talk about a topic like this. It's because money, it's all about money. Yeah, Everything's yeah. about the money. You know, if you take the money out of the equation, then none of this happens. There is no selling out. There is no selling your soul. There is no devil worship and all this other crazy stuff that's come. Yeah. that's allegedly coming out of Hollywood. You just lived your best purpose. And, and I think that um, to that extent, it makes me feel a certain kind of way when i live in a world where um i went to go see this my wife and i went to go see the movie american fiction with mm-hmm. jeffrey wright have you heard about that movie
1: <laughs> yes yeah
0: and uh, that movie's all about an actor or a writer he's a writer who's really frustrated with the fact that all they all that white people really want and are willing to pay for is ghetto stereotypical bs right mm-hmm. you know when you are black and you show up different you show up with diversity you show up with intelligence They say, well, that's not, you're not being black enough because black people are ignorant. Black people are ghetto. Black people are loud. Black people are this. They're they're promiscuous. They're irresponsible. And uh, and so what happens, what people got to understand, and let me know, give me a yes if y'all are following this. So what happens is that your community gets affected because the people that control media, what they do is they take the most irresponsible, most ignorant people, and they make them into your heroes. They make them the role models. They make them the success stories. You know, you sit there and you say, oh, I want to be like so-and-so because- well, you know, that that person has money, they have fame, they have all the things that would that I want, they have validation. And then you look over at the other person, the righteous black man or righteous black woman who's, you know, trying to be trying to better themselves, trying to, you know, ch- chase peace instead of violence, trying to be intelligent instead of ignorant, trying to grow instead of remain stagnant, trying to break generational curses. Uh, right. That person doesn't get rewarded because they don't fulfill the stereotypes. Right. They're the ones, as you know, Tiara, they, they they're the ones that get kicked off of the reality TV shows. And then you say, well, I don't want to be like her because yeah. she's over here struggling. She's not as successful as this person over here. Yeah. But, the, but but what I'm encouraging people to do is be conscious. You know, we do financial consciousness training every morning at 10 a.m. Because I want you to be conscious. I want you to ask yourself, you say that that person's more successful. Why? What did they do to, to claim this so-called success? You know, if they sold their soul, if, if they're selling their soul, selling their body, uh, acting a damn fool, promoting stereotypes or whatever, just to get more money to become America's favorite Negro. That is not a person that you should be looking up to. These should not be your heroes. So, so so T, please go ahead.
1: I was just about to say, obviously, I produced uh, reality TV for a very long time. I was I've int- worked for uh the bigger shows, Big Brother, Amazing Race, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. I worked on a lot of those bigger shows. And what I noticed is that a lot of us would come in and they'd be like, just honey, just tell me what the listen, what do you need so I can give you what I need so I can sell this merchandise? You know what I'm saying? So I could be so I can be famous on the internet, so I can be embraced on social media. I can give you these little uh, slogans and taglines so that people on the internet will remember them. And then I can sell merch and then I can be famous and then I can famous, you know, um, and turn that 15 minutes of fame into a career. And so I really, that was why I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think that's when we really start making things together boys. When I was like, I just, I don't feel fulfilled. But it is a lot of us uh, going into those situations saying, this is an opportunity. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make it work into something else, you know, or make it to turn it into something else. And nine times out of 10, just because of the way the internet is, it's negative.
0: Wow. Well, everybody, in case you just came in, I'm talking to Tiara K.J. Williams, and we're talking about uh, Dave Chappelle's criticism of Cat Williams and his interview on Club Shay Shay. If you could do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, uh, Tiara, uh, she has a company called Real Virtual that can help you if you are somebody who is either starting a business or running a business and you need some help. Uh, she's got a team that can back you up. Uh, so if you go to realvirtual.net, R-E-E-L virtual.net, she will give you $100 off if you tell her the Doctor Boy sent you, uh, and uh, you can get started and do a consultation with their team to see if they can help you achieve your business goals. Because everybody wants to make more money. Uh, give me a guess if you want to make more money. Let me know if you're if you're ambitious and want to strive. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you, teamwork um, does definitely make the dream work. And so uh, go to realvirtual.net and just see if they can help you. R E E L V I R T U A dot for those that are listening on Spotify. And also, you know, tomorrow morning we're doing financial consciousness training. We've been doing this every single day. For 21 days. Uh, it takes 30 days to form a new habit. So we're going to go 30 straight days of financial consciousness. We're on day 21. If you'd like to go through all the trainings, you can still start now and go to drboyceelevate.com. Everything's recorded and you can start with day one uh, today. And, and I guarantee you, you're going to love it. So drboyceelevate.com and one membership can uh, serve the entire family. You have lifetime access to all the materials, slides, everything. All right. So let's get back to, let's, let's hop in this cat thing. I'm going to read a little bit about what, of what Dave, Dave said specifically yeah. and then tiara with you being a seasoned actress and ex- experienced in the hollywood space uh, your take on this w- would definitely help us gain insight in this so <laughs> here's what deadline says and you got to be careful with outlets like deadline because i feel like some of these white media outlets they enjoy pitting us against each other too right because they use the title right they use the title the dave chappelle slams cat williams for dissing other comedians i yeah. think that's a, a, a um deliberately incendiary title that Dave probably would not agree with. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know Dave Chappelle. I never met him, but I bet you that if I met him, he probably, I bet you that he knows something about what we do here, uh, yeah. because I can always tell people that think on that other level. And I think we'd have an interesting conversation. It was almost like when I first talked to Ice Cube, I I knew what the conversation would be like. And and, and that's exactly what it was like. Like he was exactly the person I thought he'd be like, we understood each other the way I I thought we understood each other. And I feel like, I feel the same way about Dave Chappelle. So if anybody knows Dave and tell him to call me, I'd love to talk to him. Well, I guess Willie knows Dave. So maybe that That would be be a a
1: great conversation. I would love to see the two
0: of you. I would love to talk to him too. You know, because (laughs) Dave Dave Chappelle, I I have so much, I'm jealous of him because this dude can say stuff that the rest of us are thinking Mm-hmm. And he will he will literally make people laugh while he's saying it, which allows him to get it through
1: yeah. when the,
0: everybody else would get canceled. Yeah, you know, everybody else would get canceled for saying half the stuff that he says. But because he's such an amazing comedian and he understands he, he understands the power of comedy and he uses that power of comedy to slide through and make these heavy, heavy, deep political statements. It and does. people are like, oh, ha, ha. you know, they, they, you don't He'll realize. It. He say it, this and then it. you.
1: He, yeah, he'll say something and he'll be pushing open it. I don't know if y'all know this is when he says something that he feels like he's gonna get canceled for, he'll go, he'll say it and then be like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: what I'm like he'll stop and literally be like, just, you know, I think that's so cool. But
0: oh, yeah, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Show you know, and it's funny because he and Kat are both brilliant guys, like a lot of comedians are very intelligent people. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, and I think that's in fact, I think that's why. Like when I was writing my book, Financial Lovemaking, and I was studying the things that women are attracted to and they're attracted to men that make them laugh. And yeah. I think that the reason they're attracted to men that make them laugh is because comedy is a sign of intelligence, like because that's a type of wit. Right. So yeah. um, anyway, so here's what Dave has to say. It says uh, here in Deadline, Dave Chappelle does not agree with Kat, that Cat Williams viral interview insulting some of his peers has been good for comedy. Chappelle criticized Williams taking aim at Ice Cube and Kevin Hart, because remember, he he did kind of criticize, or at least Ice Cube felt the need to come out the next day and defend himself, uh, among others, when Williams appeared earlier this month on the Club Shay Shay podcast. Chappelle spoke out when he appeared on stage at at Monterey's at the Hollywood Improv on January 19th, an Mm -hmm. event hosted by comedian DeRay Davis. The Williams interview blew up virally and was even referenced last night on SNL. Although Chappelle is known for a strict no-cell phone policy during his sets, segments of his Williams bit circulated on social media. What part of the game is this? He ethered niggas. That's what I'm going to say, Igus, instead of the N word. He ethered igas. Or how about ninjas? Ninjas might be better. He ninjas ethered better. ninjas. He didn't say anything about any of these white boys. None of these white boys function like that. That's true. I, I don't think I've ever seen, you know, uh, Jerry Seinfeld just go out and start pissing on like five or six other white comedians. Like, I don't know. I, I just haven't really seen that. But anyway. Cat is one of the best painters in the game. So I guess it's painting when you like you you frame something or you frame a person in a certain way. Is that what painting is?
1: No, it's literally painting. Like you are telling the story, like he's painting a picture.
0: Oh, painting a picture. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, so he said, cat is one of the best painters in the game. So why are you drawing ugly pictures of us? And by us, he's probably talking about black people and black men. He says, right. stop. Hurt people hurt people, but I'm a hurt person that never hurt people. And he does it all the time. So then he said, Chappelle, he was impersonating Williams. He said, he said, fuck this one and fuck that one and fuck this one. Then he said, but Ninja, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear anything about what you did wrong. He Hmm. didn't do nothing wrong. Cat didn't do nothing wrong. Cat was talking about shit that ninjas did to other ninjas, but not about anything that ninjas did to him. I don't know what that means exactly, but I think I see what he's saying. Then he, he said, mm-hmm. right. What, what, what he did to them. Right. He says, right. if I told my story, it would break your heart. I lost everything and never, ever told on anybody. And this ninja is the arbiter of truth. Cat, listen, he said, I, I F with cat hard, but DeRay, tell me what part of the game Fs up another ninja's paper. So he's saying that you're costing these guys money. You're messing up their careers. Uh, what part of the game? It's about telling on another ninja. So it sounds like he's calling him a snitch. He's basically Mm. saying you're you're being disruptive and destructive toward other people. Uh, You're hurting other people's careers. Uh, Mm. You know, I I don't know. I mean, what what do you think? Do you think there's any validity to what he's saying?
1: I I see where he's coming from, but it's very hard to to like bring race into it. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I think it's a reach. A bit. I mean, I understand what he's saying voice, but I think it's a reach. Uh, Like I said, this is comedy. You know, part of this is still comedy. Um, They do, you know, comics talk about one another. Like I said, Dave Chappelle gets up on a stage and talks about people and depending on who's on the other side of that hurts people. So I just don't, I can't necessarily, I get what he's saying, but I don't agree completely with what he's saying.
0: Mm, Okay. well, you know, I I think that what he's, um, you know, it almost sounds like I feel like with comedians, there's like a code. Like I felt that like when when Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith, I think it almost seemed like I remember Dave Chappelle instantly doing uh, events with Chris Rock and Kevin Hart together, almost like a show of solidarity against some core idea. Mm -hmm. And the core idea, it seemed that they were fighting against almost like fighting against Nazism or something is this idea that comedians can be harmed for the words that they say, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: because for the the, for the comic space, freedom of speech seems to be sacred. Like they take that very seriously. Right. In their comedic way. Um, And so uh, when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, I think that they all saw this like, okay, this is the point where we got to rally together as comics because all of us have been in situations where somebody wanted to slap us for telling a joke and that's not right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so I feel like this is what Dave is doing now. Dave is saying, look, we're all trying to get in a better situation. He used those specific words. and You know, we, we, we all can, can succeed. Uh, Why can't we get along? Why do we have to destroy? Because what he's saying, I think is something that I only certain people really can understand that you have to be able to play chess to really get this. Yeah. Um, he's really saying that if you burn, if I burn down the house because you, you pissed me off, but we live in the same house, eventually it's going to come back to me. Like I can't be in a, the same boat with you and be like, I don't like you. I'm gonna poke a hole in your side of the boat.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. That's, and that's what Dave, I think is kind of, kind of saying. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe some people did cat wrong. Maybe they lied on it. Maybe he was just roasting. Maybe he was just having fun doing a great interview but I think it sets a bad precedent. It's it's not as bad as like Biggie and Pac, of course, but right. that to me was another example where people realized, okay, we get attention. We can get attention and elevate our careers by taking out other rappers and being as outrageous in our words. Like, you know, if I see you on the street, I'm going to shoot you. Right. And the media's like, Oh, you're going to shoot him. What are you going to shoot him with? You know, what kind of gun do you have? Right. And you're, and next thing you know, you're blown up because, because you're doing exactly what they want you to do based on stereotypes. Nobody's putting guardrails up. Right. And again, not to say that this is as bad as that, like this, I don't think this could end in that, that like, like that, but I could see something where it just gets real messy, you know, where, where people are getting exposed and all this other stuff. And I know people enjoy it, but, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of it all.
1: I'm I'm definitely not a fan of it. I feel like just in culture right now, everybody's a bit of a chatty patty. Like it it, all, it doesn't take anything for anybody to squeeze information out of anybody. People just, waiting to tell like i you know i i see things now and i'd be like wow but could this on the flip side of that this, this could this also be an opportunity for those comedians that have not been in the limelight for quite some time to resurrect their careers because mm. you know at listen i have a degree in P, uh, in public relations not the press it, not all press is bad press like it doesn't matter what it is you know those those guys that haven't been working can figure out a way to resurrect their career i mm. think which is a win for everybody. If you think mm-hmm. about it, he mentioned people that Faison love and all these guys that really, we ain't seen in forever. That, but they came out of the woodworks. I'm like, now we see everybody. and Everybody wanted to hear from them. Everybody that he spoke about, everybody wanted to hear from them. And they, you know, they could have taken that moment and made it something else. So I just say, I look at it from the other side, like this could be a good thing for them
0: you know you're not lying you're not lying i think in this youtube world everybody's trying to understand how it all works and i and i've watched you know i just sort of i've been doing youtube stuff for a while over a decade now and i've watched people come in and how they kind of move and and i think that what happens is that here's the bottom line everybody if you want to understand the bottom line of why people move like they do on youtube it comes down to the money thing uh and basically With YouTube, you make more money when you get more views on your videos. So the more outrageous your statements, the more celebrity gossip you have, the more views you're going to get. I have seen videos where people just flat out lie. Uh, I saw videos saying that um, Cedric the Entertainer is suing Cat Williams, but there's no verified media outlets that's reporting that. Uh, I think there was another one that said, I I don't know if it was Will Smith. They said Will Smith was suing Cat or, you know, and all the all this other stuff. None of this was happening. Right. Uh, but, they, but they just know it. But the video would have three or four hundred thousand views. So if you do the math and the person's making like, let's say, four dollars for every thousand views and they get three hundred thousand views. Well, what's three hundred times four? That's twelve hundred dollars. So somebody, you know, paid their car note and bought a Gucci bag that month or, or paid half their rent or whatever, you know, with that money. So this is what dr- drives people to aim for the most incendiary content that they can find. And, uh, and part of it is, it's just, it's all, you know, it's all, I guess, kind of all fun and games, right. Just people doing whatever. Um, I think though, I, I'm trying to understand, like I know for, I know personally, I decided I didn't want to really be a part of that. Um, I, I can tell this though, that when I was being attacked and when I responded, the views would always go up because yeah. it's entertainment for people. People like to see, you know, the back and forth and all that. And, and I get it. It's maybe it's just healthy competition, like watching a football game, um, but, there, but there was something about it in me that didn't feel right. Like there was something about it in me that just kind of said, no, 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 I don't want, like I like when Kwame Brown did all those videos about me, I mean, over a million people, like these videos are seen by hundreds of thousands of people, over a million actually. And, and I did one video in response to him, and that video got a lot of views. And then I was like, I really don't feel like, fighting with another black man like this. Like there's something, there has to be something that's more important than than views, clicks and money.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: So I just left it alone. I said, you know what, if he wants to keep making videos about me, God bless him. I hope that his videos get lots of views, but I would prefer that we would be friends. I would really like to sit down and say, how do we really do something productive? Yeah. And I don't know if there's really a space for that. I don't, I don't know if, if, if there's room for people to come together and have that be as interesting as black people that are tearing each other apart. I, I, yeah. I don't want to be a part of it, you know, so I'm trying to really, I really want to, I honestly, naively crazy, it might be crazy, but I'm really trying to build a little something, you know, like, I really kind of want to, like, get get our little wealth together, build our families, you know, yeah. love the black woman the way she deserves to be loved, talk out issues, yeah. elevate ourselves, protect our kids, like, this is what I want, and the thing is that that's not as interesting as, let me go slap that no over there, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I guess that's what is always going to be most popular, because there's a part of the world that wants us to stay immature. Yeah. There's a part of the, there's a part of the world that wants us to stay as children. And I think as black people, we got to be aware of that. And not everybody is. So let me ask you this, Tiara, uh,
1: yeah.
0: talk about your, your business. Everybody, could y'all please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe, and, uh, and thank Tiara KJ Williams for joining us today. Okay. So your company, Thanks. RealVirtual.net, you help business owners to either get their business off the ground or to m- like maintain their business. And, and you provide them with assistance and support like some people that are busy and you can get things done for them content stuff like that is that right
1: correct so we have a a virtual assistant uh a platform where we help entrepreneurs we help creatives um at this point i mean our our clients range from ben from a band to lawyers to you know uh, non-profit organizations uh entrepreneurs ministers i mean just a little bit of everybody so we streamline their process. Um, I'm, we write books. We write screenplays. We do a little bit of everything. We help. We help the entrepreneur. Uh, create a process for their business or get their business up and going um so really it's you know i know i said virtual assistant because that we we do act as assistants but you get executives who are assistant assisting you with your business um you know we have over 75 years of experience on our team uh just really great individuals that want to help you take it to the next level so that's what we do okay.
0: All right. Well, if anybody wants to either start a business or you're running a business and you need some help, uh, you can go to realvirtual.net r e e l. There's two e's r e e l virtual.net not.com.net. And I know doctor boy sent you, and they'll take a hundred dollars off the price if you decide yeah. to work with them. Yeah. And um, and I, I I can tell you when I first started my business, first thing the first hire I ever made was a was an assistant, um, because I I found that I got to the point where there was so much to do I couldn't do it all by myself. That's and right. that's when I started learning teamwork. And that, and that might be even why I have a different opinion about the Cat Williams stuff and all that is because I kind of feel like you accomplish more with teamwork. And I think that when everybody's fighting, it's really hard to have that teamwork energy. You know, like sure. I, I just kind of feel like um, uh, we, need, we need, we just need, I don't know, that, like just that comedy space seems like there's a toxicity there. There's always toxicity when you have a large number of people fighting for a small number of opportunities. And that's what you have in comedy. That's what you have in a lot of fields for Black people.
1: You know, I think that um, it's so funny because what I didn't like about Cat Williams' interview was that it was mean-spirited. I think I said that earlier. I didn't like how mean it was. Um, I understood that he was hurt and trying to hurt other people. And it was like, some of it was funny. It was like, uh uh-huh. But then it was just like, yeah, he can't read. And I don't like him. And he took this. And it was just like, oh, this is too much. And so I watched it. But I watched it for us to talk through it. But I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, But you know, I hope that Kat finds the peace that he needs. Because obviously, there's not peace in his soul right now. You know, He's fighting with some demons, whatever those demons are.
0: Mm. All right. Well, very, very cool. Very nice. All right. Well, I want to say thank you all for joining us. I appreciate your time. And uh, thank you, Tierra K.J. Williams. Uh, Her website is realvirtual.net, R-E-E-L virtual.net. So feel free to to go to that website if you'd like to go take a look at what she does and uh, also get help with your business. And also don't forget that tomorrow morning, everybody, we are going to do our uh, financial uh, consciousness training. We're on day 22 tomorrow. Uh, we've done 20 21 straight days. And uh, every single day we cover a financial concept that elevates your thinking. And we also fill out this reflective journal uh, called 30 days to black wealth and power, which at the end of 30 days, you will have a financial plan when you are done. So uh, feel free to go to drboyceelevate.com if you'd like to join and uh, you can get all the recordings, all the slides, everything. You can still do the training. It's just your 30 days would start with day one tomorrow. Uh, so if you want to get financially fit and you want to take a look at what we're doing, it doesn't cost that much, uh, but it'll make a big difference in your life. All right. So thank you very much. And thank you, uh, Tiara. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day and we will see you soon.
1: Be Bye. good.